Another edition of the Free Money Podcast. I'm Matt Jones. It is Wednesday afternoon, a rare afternoon taping. There's afternoon college basketball on. Ohio State is leading Illinois State 13 to nothing, which is really makes it a great game four minutes into it. We are, it's Thanksgiving weekend, of course. I'm in New York about to uh, cook my first Thanksgiving meal, um, which is very exciting. And we thought we would tape the podcast a little early. I've got Drew and Jay and Lyndon. And Drew, I am ready for uh, what is going to be the weirdest Thanksgiving of all time, me and Rachel sitting in New York and then driving home on Friday. So it's the first one without, without seeing your parents. That'll be new. But, but at least, you know, uh, Rachel won't be all alone. So there's a positive there. Yeah, so I was going to take her home and, she, and then do Thanksgiving at her house and then my house. And then we both decided we didn't want to potentially infect our parents. I guess this is better than like, what if I decided not to infect my parents and then I was just sitting at my house in, in Louisville? That would have been depressing. I did a Thanksgiving by myself one year and I thought, oh, whatever, it's just a day, it's just a holiday. And then about four o'clock that day, I got real sad and lonely. Why did you do it by yourself? I had to work in Lexington. I had to work late the night before and early the day after. So driving to Madisonville just didn't make sense. I did uh, pizza, egg rolls, uh, all kinds of frozen foods. Well, I've eaten, I think I've said this before on here. I've eaten at the London Huddle House on Thanksgiving evening before. Um, I've eaten at the Applebee's on Christmas evening before. So uh, it is, those are not the happiest places, but I'm driving I, you know, I'm on the Upper West Side up here in New York. I'm driving down almost to Wall Street to pick up the meal tomorrow. And when it comes and I'm able to craft it with all its goodness and to baste it. And oh, you're going to baste? I, I don't even know what that word means, but I know that that's what you do with turkey. You baste it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be good. What, what does it mean to baste something? If you're picking up the turkey already prepared, I doubt you're going to do much basting. That's, that's done as you cook it. Uh, you, you just throw a little, little water on it or a little so sauce, you don't think whatever, post- whatever your accelerant is, you just kind of baste it with it. Just you don't think a post cooking baste is necessary? I mean, it's possible, but I don't know that you'll need to do it. Okay. Fair enough. Well, Jay and Lyndon, Jay, are you, uh, are you ready for a big Thanksgiving? Well, I am, but we're, we're doing it kind of low key. My family decided not to get together. So, uh, we're having some friends over and we're, we're compliant though. Everything's good. Um, but you know, it'll be different. So it's all good. Friends. I feel like there's, that's a lot. No, no, no. It's just, just one, one family. Okay. I do like your back to the uh, video game headset that you're ready. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. Well, good. All right. Well, let's get started. They just announced the Raven Steelers game is postponed till Sunday. So that's a little less Thanksgiving, uh, cheer for football, but, um, I, I can't keep up with what games are being played and what have been canceled. Um, so, Jay, I'll, I'll defer to you, and, and uh, what's up first? Well, I told Drew that's actually a job trying to keep up with that. Um, and I do want to say I'm honored to be part of the KSI, KSR Ironman today. You're all running four legs of different shows, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be part of that. I did want to say last week the only mistakes that were made were you two with your college picks. Everything else we were above 50%, including I went 11-8 and eight overall, and Rachel was 1-0 and again. Rachel has made two picks. They've both been winners. She has immediately after making the picks forgotten which team she picked. And then I have to remind her whether or not she wins. But so far, if you're betting with Rachel, you're making money. If you're betting with Jay, you're making money. If you're betting with me, you're making a little money, but not much. And if you're betting with Drew, you're doing terrible. So that's a little update to, uh, to start. What's our first game? First game, and before I say, the, 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 here's how weird of a year it's been. Texas State played its 11th game last week. Utah played its first. That is great. Yeah. Liberty this week against UMass is a minus $100,000 money line pick. Wow. Yeah, I'm not going to bet that one. Liberty almost Liberty almost beat NC State last week. I watched it. They kind of blew it at the end, Drew. They almost had them beat. Yeah, it's been crazy. I thought once Liberty started working in, you know, more power five teams, we'd see, okay, they're actually the real Liberty. But 
I mean, they're a real football team playing with some – I mean, they have guys that aren't even cut out for D1, and he's got them playing D1 football. Yeah. Hugh Freeze, yes, he hires prostitutes. Yes, he cheats. But his football team at a religious institution can have success. Now, is that the first game we're picking, Jay? No, the first game is Phil's four-star pick, and this includes the surprise team nationally – Northwestern coming off their upset win of Wisconsin. Northwestern's 5-0. They're playing Michigan State. Northwestern currently is a 13.5-point favorite. Michigan State's coach, Mel Tucker, went full on Scott Satterfield. He had a speech this week. He said, work hard or leave. And guess what? Five people left and two went to the transfer portal. Wow, that's amazing. You know, uh, by the way, the score right now is 22 to nothing, Ohio State, in this basketball game that's on ESPN. 22 to nothing. I don't remember when the last time I've ever seen that. Um, you know, Vince Merrow almost went with Mel Tucker to Michigan State. And I think I can say this on the Free Money Podcast. I had a long conversation with him the night before he was to make the decision. And we talked about a lot of different stuff. And I was like, look, man, you don't want to go up there. What if he loses? Like, what if he stinks and then you're stuck to it? And it looks like, Drew, maybe I was right about that. He does – Mel Tucker does stink. Yeah, Miss, uh, Michigan State certainly hasn't been off to any kind of a good start by anyone's standards. They're, they're one and three. I mean, Indiana shut them out. Iowa killed them. But I think I do like them this week at that number. It's just a little too high for me coming after Thanksgiving. I'm going to hope that Northwestern uh, – Comes out a little flat. I mean, no win. Northwestern's five and zero. They're one of the best teams in the Big Ten. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna side with Mel Tucker and, and hope he covers the spread there. I'm going Northwestern. I think uh, thirteen and a half is, it's a lot. But I think Michigan State might be just atrocious, and so I'm gonna say Northwestern continues on the train for the Metal School of Journalism, where every sports journalist went, and they want to tell you that all the time. I'm going to take uh, Northwestern. What about you, Jeff? I can get this in a 14. I'm going to stick with Northwestern. Um, Phil has Northwestern plus 24 points. He thinks they're going to win by. For me, Jay, and Phil, and the uh, Drew Franklin Tucker loves Mel Tucker. Uh, he will stick with Michigan State. What's next? Next is his three-star pick. And you'll see a theme here with uh, good old Phil's picks. Nevada at Hawaii. Right now, Nevada is a seven-point favorite. And for us guys, remember last week, our Carson Strong pick that came through. That's true, but we missed the Boise State, or at least I did. I think Drew and I missed. You and Ray got Hawaii. Uh, we both, I think, took Boise. So, you know, Nevada, I, I feel like Nevada is, uh, well, they're Carson strong. I mean, that's what they are. They just, they come and they bring it. They do it for Carson. They bring it strong. And uh, I'm 1-0 riding with Nevada, so I'm going to ride with Nevada again. I'm with you. Just what Carson strong has been able to do in this Carson strong movement uh, everything he has going on. I, I'm going to keep riding with him. He hasn't let me down in all the one weeks that I've known he's existed and that I've bet on him. And I'm going to see if he can make it 2-0. I think we have developed the Carson Strong fan club, and Phil's a part of it as well because Phil has Nevada by 17. I'm going to roll with Nevada here as well. Yeah, Carson Strong, again, when he wins, it's hashtag Carson Strong. And I feel like Nevada is going to take – when is this game? It feels like a game I'd be watching in the middle of the night while I was trying to figure out what was wrong with my life. It's a late game this weekend. I think it's a 10 o'clock game. Perfect. Mm, those are the best. Holiday weekend. Yes. On Saturday night, if you're up at about – when that game starts, I'm just going to tweet out hashtag Carson Strong. And if you're watching with me, you can just respond back. And it'll be like our own – personal little thing i'm going to be back in kentucky i'll be i've been with rachel for three weeks so i'll probably be lonely sitting there so if you want to hashtag carson strong with me saturday night we'll do it together Drew. yeah and that game is actually at 11 they're playing in hawaii so it's going to be really for us so uh, get you an extra coffee after your after your thanksgiving leftovers drink your coffee we'll have a long night together i feel like that's a cbs sports network game cbs sn 
I feel like we can do that at 11 o'clock. What's next? Next, we move to Phil's two-star pick. And, man, who would have thought this? Penn State at Michigan. Michigan comes off their – it was actually a great game, three overtime win against Rutgers. Penn State is 0-5 for the first time since 1887. You ask yourself, Matt, what happened in 1887? Shoeless Joe Jackson was born, and the war of the current started. Edison and Tesla started rivaling to bring us electricity. Michigan is a two-point favorite. And for today's news, the Rowan County War ended. There was a truce in the fight between those two families I talked about on the radio. That ended in 1887 as well, just to make it full circle. Um, so who's the favorite again? I, I got called Michigan up. Michigan by two. Yeah. I mean, both these teams are absolutely atrocious. I watched a lot of the Michigan-Rutgers game because it went to overtime and it was the only thing on on Saturday night. Um, I'm going to take Michigan. I feel like when somebody's down, you got to kick them till they can't move anymore, and that's kind of what Penn State is. So uh, I'm going to say Michigan covers, and oh, and and uh, Kirk Franklin goes 0 and 6. I'm bummed these two teams are playing each other because they've been two of my favorites to bet against this year. I, I just. The, the James Franklin hatred has been an ongoing segment on the show, and I think I just got to keep it going another week. I, I want to see him and Penn State go to 0-6. I don't love siding with Harbaugh in Michigan because that's, that's a, a losing bet there always, but I think I'm going to do it here. So somebody, somebody's got to win. I'll take uh, Penn State covers. Somebody's got to win. Might as well be Harbaugh. What about you, Jay? Man, I don't know, and I don't care. I'm going to take Penn State, and Phil has Penn State to win by six. You and Phil deserve James Franklin. Look at you cheering for the Nittany Lions. What's next? He had another two-star pick, and we, we go to the SEC now. Georgia at South Carolina. And I forgot about this. Last year, South Carolina beat Georgia in OT. Uh, South Carolina just lost Israel Mukwamu, their cornerback who just destroyed Georgia last year. Right now, 21-and-a-half-point favorite, Georgia's favorite. Not betting on South Carolina any longer. Did it last week. Thought it might help. It didn't. Clearly, Mike Bobo cannot rally the troops. I thought he was the kind of Bobo who could rally the troops, but he's just a Bobo, and he can't do it. South Carolina, Georgia's going to have a hard time scoring 21 and a half points, but I don't think South Carolina will score any points. So I will take Georgia to cover the 21 and a half. I, I hate that it's that high with Georgia's offense being pretty bad this year, but I just think that, you know, Georgia fans are a little disappointed how things have gone. I see this as a game where they can come out and just pound someone into the ground, have a nice little happy Saturday. I think the Bulldogs uh, come out and kill Bobo's Gamecocks, whichever, whatever players are left on the team. I don't even know. It seems every day new players have left. So whoever's there Saturday morning to suit up, I, I think Georgia will cover against them. I totally agree with Drew. I'll be an anti-Boboer as well. I think this is going to be Georgia's chance to kind of put it on somebody. So I'm going to take Georgia as well. All right. So at this very moment, Rachel just walked in. She went to the frame store to buy frames for these little uh, cards she bought. And as she comes in here from the frame store, I'm going to let her make the her one pick on this next game. So, Jay, whatever the next game is, Rachel, who's carrying in our Christmas tree, is going to have to uh, pick it. What do you got? She'll actually like the name of this game because the, it actually is Mississippi State at Ole Miss. So I'm kind of bummed the Egg Bowl is not going to be on Thanksgiving Day. It's actually going to be on Saturday. Mississippi is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. So Mississippi State and Ole Miss play the Egg Bowl. Come on over here. Mississippi State, no, you, it's not, we don't record the video, you're fine. Mississippi State and Ole Miss are uh, playing the Egg Bowl. Last year, if you remember, Ole Miss was going to win, and then the guy acted like he was a dog and acted like he was peeing on the field, and they ended up losing because of that. Now, uh, Ole Miss is a nine-and-a-half point favorite. Are you taking Mississippi State or Ole Miss? Ole Miss. Ole Miss, why? I like the name more. She likes the name more. So there you go. She's 2-0. and oh. She will take Old Miss to cover the nine and a half and make up for the peen incident on the field. Um, I like that as well. I'm going to take Old Miss. Uh, I feel like the, usually this game is really close no matter what the teams are. So, But I feel like Old Miss, Lane Kiffin is going to pound them. I think he wants to send a message, I'm taking the Rebels. Yeah, the number's a little high for a rivalry game, but I think if you're looking at – you have two new coaches in this rivalry. 
I think one of them is going to be all about it and wants to just beat the brakes off the other, and Mike Leach is Mike Leach. So Lane Kiffin will have Ole Miss ready to go and firing all cylinders. Mississippi State, they've been bad all year. I wish it were more like six, but I will take Miss, uh, Ole Miss to cover. I think it's really hard. I, I don't I, – I'll tell you what, this is a game, though, that when I, before it came out, I thought if the over-under is under 70, I'm taking it. Over-under 68-and-a-half, so I'm, I'm definitely going to bet that this week. Um, you know, I'm going to take Mississippi State just because they had a good showing, and that's just a lot of points. Uh, my inclination would be more to tease that, um, but we'll see. All right, so one Mike Leach believer, and the rest of us will be with Lane Kiffin. This will be our Christmas tree challenge game since she brought in the Christmas tree while we picked Ole Miss. So uh, Ole Miss is my Christmas tree pick of the week. Go ahead. So the next game is actually Vanderbilt in Missouri. Vandy fills in for um, Arkansas after the UT, you know, the UT got, the game got postponed. Missouri is a 15-and-a-half-point favorite. Oh, I'm taking Missouri. I mean, again, I can't believe I'm taking all these huge spreads with teams I don't particularly like, but I like Vanderbilt less. It is an historic game, though, Drew. Vanderbilt may start a female kicker. Did you see this? I did, the goalie from the soccer team. Their whole special teams has COVID, and so they had a tryout for the entire school, and the the goalkeeper for the women's soccer team may be their choice. So it's kind of a girl power moment here. Rachel's very happy about that. But uh, I'm going to say – I'm still going to say Missouri covers, although I hope she makes a big kick. Yeah, and – Derek Mason said she she's an, a real option for us. So I mean, I, I'm rooting for it. I hope I see it. I'll take Vandy just just for her story. Her, her name slipped in my mind. Sarah Fuller, I think. But um, I I hope that it actually happens and we see a female kicker from the soccer team in an SEC game. I just hope that there's not some they blow up the play and some. Now see, I want not. No, I think they should. If they really want to do a fake. That's the time to do a fake because no true. one will believe that she will do a fake field goal. Run the fake field goal. She throws a touchdown, and she's on every show in America the next day. I'll tell you what, you, I, I think you got to give Vandy credit because they could have easily given up, and they've shown this year that they, they don't give up. And I'm actually – I'm going to take Vandy just because of that. What? that. You talk about damning with faint praise. We should give them credit because they didn't give up. I mean, like, do you think they were just going to stop the season, Jay? That's the standard, that they just quit? What can I say, man? There's been plenty <laughs> others in the conference doing it. Well, that's true, I guess. All right. Uh, so, uh, we're split on that one, too. What's next? Here we go. Kentucky at Florida. Uh, spread right now is uh, Florida's favorite by 23 and a half. Kyle Trask. It's 31 TDs through seven games, and it's tied for the second most in FBS history. We have one receiver in the top 45 in receiving yards in the SEC. Florida has five. Kelvin Joseph leads SEC in interceptions. Does he get one here? No, he does not get an interception. But we cover because we are better than what we showed last week. People are, are disappointed in how they played. Jamin Davis will be back, which will help our defense immensely. And I just feel like collectively this team is not scared of Florida. Not that they were scared of Alabama, but like they, they've played Florida well in every game for the last five years. I don't see why they wouldn't play them well here. So I'm going to say we cover the 23 and a half. Trip. I hope you're right, but I have very little faith in the offense to put up the necessary points. I can see them kind of slowing down Florida's offense a little bit. I mean, Kyle Trask has been awesome. Their star tight end comes back this week. He's, he's missed the last two games. But even if the defense played well, I just don't trust the offense to get me enough points. So I'm going to take Florida. Well, Matt questioned my manhood because I wouldn't pick the games. I, I, that was the first game last week that I actually picked. I, was, I am definitely abstaining from this um, because I feel like I had something to do with the 60-point loss. You, because you think you lost by 60 because you picked the game. I had something to do with it. I do think that. So I am not going to pick this game. And um, I do want to thank um, Against the Grain. I think I told you guys this. Against the Grain gave Drew and I some beer. So I feel like I've gone big time, like I'm sponsored or something, Matt. 
So, so against the grain, that was the beer that you drank last week? Yeah, well, on the beach, remember Citras Down? You made fun of me because my beer was a pun. Yes. <laughs> well, they gave you – I was trying to think. When, when Jay told me that, I was trying to think of the first time we got a free product. Do you remember that, Drew, when, whenever somebody gave us a – I remember one time we did an old podcast at Tin Roof, and they let us have free drinks during it. And I remember th- – or not Tin Roof, excuse me. Um, Two the other. Two kicks. And they let us have free drinks during the podcast. And I remember thinking, man, we have made it. You know, like, this is amazing. It took them months to pay for that. Heck, that's why they're closed, our free drinks from that podcast. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad you got the beer, Jay. Uh, that makes me happy. What's next? Next, we have LSU and number five, Texas A&M. Texas A&M is currently a 14-and-a-half point favorite. LSU looked pretty good last week uh, in beating Arkansas. But Texas A&M is going to have to get style points um, because they're not going to have a marquee win left in the season. They're sitting there at number five. It's weird. They're at number five, but there's not an easy way to see how they get into the top four. So they've got to do style points to make sure somebody doesn't jump them, like Cincinnati. Or um, So I'm going to say A&M wins and wins by enough to cover. Yet another big spread, I'm taking the favor. Uh, I'm going to side with you again. I think A&M still has a lot to play for, as you were saying. And, they, I mean, they're, they're out of the SEC hunt. But, I mean, if, if Florida were to beat Alabama or something crazy like that, they're, they're still alive for being one of the last teams standing out of the SEC for playoff pictures in those big bowl games. I think where some teams are losing motivation, they're just as motivated as ever, and they're going to finish the season strong. I think Texas A&M wins, but I, I think 14 and a half is a lot. It would be funny if, if uh, LSU won this to hear Orgeron's talk after the game. But um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the points here and take LSU. Feels like you're disagreeing with us a lot, Jay. And, 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 you know, you might be like, oh, well, I get more right than you do. So that's fine. But it feels like it's almost like an affront in this holiday spirit that you continue to go against Drew and I. And I just feel like I would just be very careful how many more times I pick differently um, than, than, than Drew and myself. Red lightly. <laughs> tread lightly let me ask you uh while i'm thinking about it what is your uh louisville restaurant of the week i've got this since since this week reminds me of family i grew up at a, at a, a bar here in louisville it's been there since 1944 my uncle uncle eddie was one of the bartenders checks cafe in germantown where is that in Germantown? I don't it's, think it's, it's two blocks over from uh, Manuel Stadium. Oh, it's right down the street from Monic, that brewery. Okay. Yeah, I've never been there. So you're saying that's a good place? Oh, for sure. You would love it. I mean, I, I, I've heard your uh, food recommendations. You would love Chex. Okay. Chex Cafe. I will try that. That's not very far from where I live. You know, uh, I have to give a shout out, a sad shout out uh jay that shenanigans is closing there on i mean shenanigans right there on norris place close to bellarmine i used to go there when i moved to my house for the first time johnny bruce and i went every tuesday they had wings for like six cents or something crazy and johnny would drink enough to make up whatever difference in profit happened on the wings but uh i was really sad to see that gone i I thought that was the kind of place that would never go away jay I agree with you. I wore my fake ID out at shenanigans. I mean, wore it out. So it it is sad. Some people may remember, like if you're an old, old school KSR listener, like before KSR, when it was the sports mob with Matt and Rob, that we did a a remote at shenanigans. Is there a shenanigans out on Bardstown Road too? Is that where the other one is? Are you thinking O'Shea's? No, there's, there's another shenanigan somewhere out in Fern Creek, something. But, um, but, but Chris, so Ron Goodell canceled. So it was just me and Chris Tomlin, and we did this remote. And I was like, Chris, you got to come down here from Cincinnati and do this remote. I can't do it by myself. So he drives down, he meets me at shenanigans, and he just thought the fact the place was named shenanigans was the funniest thing in the world. And throughout the three hour show, he would just scream out, shenanigans, like he thought it was funny. We had one person that showed up at the remote, and he came up and said, if you scream out shenanigans like that again, I'm leaving. Tomlin did it, 
and the man left, and I never saw him again, Drew. And I've always said Tomlin ran away, our, our one fan from back in the day. Oh, while you're telling that story, it was that place was kind of ringing a bell, so I, I Googled it to see if I had been there. And there actually is a place called More Shenanigans on Bardstown Road. Is that the second one you're talking That's about? That's probably where it was, yeah. It wasn't more Shenanigans. Or shenanigans and more shenanigans. We were at More <laughs> more Shenanigans. But I hate to see that place go. It's been there forever. It's really sad. What's next? The last SEC game is Auburn at Alabama. Um, Alabama has won by 50 or more seven times in the Saban era. The rest of this SEC has only done that six times if you combine the league. But let's remember, Auburn defeated Alabama last year, 48-45. The spread on this game is Alabama minus 24 and a half. That's a lot. And, and Saban's got COVID, and so, like, he's going to probably not be able to coach until moments before the game starts. So, uh, I, 24 and a half, though. I'm not, I am not taking 24 and a half in the Iron Bowl. Teams don't lose – they do not lose the Iron Bowl by 24 and a half, especially when the coach has COVID. So, I'm taking Auburn to cover. What I haven't, I don't think they've even said it, but do you th really think, because they're saying Saban has symptoms, do you think they'll let him coach that game? I thought the first I didn't time think was they crazy let him enough. coach the last time. Like, who, <laughs> not, I mean, who, last time they let him coach, they decide the morning of. If they do it again this time, then, I, then I'm calling shenanigans at the Alabama COVID policy <laughs> because this dude now has COVID for the second time. Come on. Yeah, the other coaches, you know, Sam Pittman, he had uh, to miss the game. It's, it seems like there's a, a Saban treatment that gets different rules that's easy to believe. But um, I'm going to side with uh, you again. I feel like I'm just following your picks. But Bo Nix is undefeated against Alabama. He doesn't know what it's like to lose to Alabama. So I think he'll play him close in Auburn covers. Matt, I'm going to agree with both of you. Is this our shenanigans pick of the week? Yes, this is more shenanigans. shenanigans. Six cent wing nights or whatever they used to have out on Norris Place. I think they're staying open through this weekend. So, I, in all seriousness, they have good wings. Send them a nice goodbye if you're in Louisville and go to shenanigans and take get some takeout. Next game, Notre Dame at North Carolina. Uh, this spread was a little lower than I thought. Notre Dame's a four and a half point favorite right now. Yeah, I was shocked at that. I mean, like, it makes me worried about it, to be honest with you, because I feel like Notre Dame should be a lot more than four and a half points. Notre Dame's going to win this game. The only question is, will it be a three-point game or a seven-point game? I'm going to say Notre Dame wins by seven, and I'll take the Irish to cover. Matt Brown, I love sharing an omelet with him, but I've been disappointed in how, he's, how they played this year, so I'll take Notre Dame. Aside with you again, next week we're going to have the same record looking back, but I – I, too, was shocked that it was that low. I, I love Notre Dame here. Here we go. I'm going to take Notre Dame as well. So I, 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 Collective intelligence of the group. Or Jay is just scared to go against us now after, after I taunted him. But I, I don't understand that spread. I really don't. I don't either. I don't either at all. Which makes me, of course, think North Carolina will win or, or cover. But I, four and a half. Their name's number two in the BCS rankings or whatever. I just don't know how they do that. Who's next? Next, we've got Maryland at Indiana. I mean, man, IU has totally surprised me this year. Um, their quarterback had four passes for 50 or more yards last week in their big win. Maryland's quarterback is uh, to his brother. So, right now, Indiana is a 12-point favorite. Listen, I'm not going against the Hoosiers now. I mean, they're they're they looked good in that Ohio State. I mean, they started poorly and they made a couple of mistakes, but in the second half, they actually outplayed Ohio State and had a chance there at the end. So I'm going to take the Hoosiers to cover. I, I, it is against my nature to take multiple spreads of double digits covering, but I'm going to. Uh, Tua's brother is fine, but he's not Indiana. I'm going to take the Hoosiers to cover against the uh, Turtles. If you remember, uh, I was big on the Hoosiers last week against Ohio State. That one paid off. I'm a, I'm a believer. If you can just take off that IU logo, I mean, they beat like Michigan at Penn State, played Ohio State within a touchdown at Ohio State, shut out Michigan State at Michigan State. I think they're a really good football team, so I'm going to go with Indiana. And I'm taking Maryland, and, and just because I think they've got to come down to earth. They've won the turnover battle in every game they played this year, and that's got to turn at some point. So I'm going to go with Maryland. Look at you taking the, the terms. By the way, I, I uh, got to give a shout-out to the U.K. women's team. They're winning by 30 in their first game. But 
Drew, they suspended Ryan Howard for two games to start the year, and they suspended another player. I think it's a good sign that they're still winning by 30, but isn't that an odd thing? New coach suspend the star player immediately? Very puzzling, especially when it came out. I mean, the the story, the news broke. I mean, they're probably about to go out on the court and warm up. It was an hour before tip-off. So, you know, they said it was a violation of rules. I don't know if it just had a curfew incident. I'm just throwing things out that could have happened to be to be so close to tip-off is just what made it so weird. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? Let's do two more college games. Well, U of L is at Boston College. Uh, Boston College is a one-point favorite right now. I mean, Scott's tots, I ranted about him on the radio today, so I won't do it again. But he, he fits in perfectly now there with his hypocrisy. This is tough because Louisville stinks, and in theory they should fall apart after what happened. But part of me feels like this is the kind of game Louisville ends up winning, and it looks like their season somehow – like, so at the end of the year they can go, see, we were coming around there at the end. So I'm actually going to take Louisville. I'm going to bet against Louisville. I mean, I have no idea what's going on there, but I'm going to create up a, a scenario in my own mind where the players are upset at Satterfield. So I'm just going to go completely off that thing that I just manufactured, and uh, I, I think they have a bad game. So you're here, manufactured controversy. I, like I completely that. just created a theory in my own head, but I'm going to believe it. I'm going to take Boston College just because I want to spend my weekend cheering against you, Lavelle. So, solely for that reason. What I do with this, though, Jay, is I hedge against my happiness because, like, if Boston College wins, I can, or if Louisville wins, I can go see, but I picked it. And then if they lose, who cares? I got to watch Louisville lose again. So, I'm a big believer in doing that with the cards. Pick the cards because you win either way. It's a good way to live. All right. Uh, last game, Oklahoma at West Virginia. Uh, this will be a big game for Neil Brown. Oklahoma's a ten-and-a-half-point favorite. First of all, can I note here I'm wearing this new Washington football team sweatshirt. Uh, I, I would never have bought a Redskins sweatshirt. As a matter of fact, I used to hate the Redskins because my friend Trevor liked them. But the football team, I'm kind of a fan of the name. And I actually purchased a football team hoodie, Drew. I noticed that when you uh, when we first started the program. I know you have a hoodie for every team, but just seeing you in one that says football team, I, I was kind of surprised, kind of thrown off. I like it. Uh, I love Neil Brown. I think he's had done a great job. But Oklahoma is rolling now. They're finally kind of playing well. I think they roll in this game as well. I take Oklahoma to cover. What was the number on it again? Ten and a half. Ugh. I'll take Neil Brown. Uh, Oklahoma is rolling, but I'm going to do a little homer pick. And uh, even though his defense hasn't been great, I think uh, – actually, the defense has been okay, but I still think uh, Neil Brown will show up. They won't win this one, but they'll cover the 10.5. I'll be cheering for Neil Brown, but I agree with Matt here. I think Oklahoma's rolling. That, that, that half point, I think, means a lot there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Oklahoma there. All right, there you go. So that is our midway point. Those are your college picks. You can make these picks at mybookie.com. Mybookie.com is your place to make bets, to make great action, and to win all the best prizes. Well, not prizes, money more than anything else. But all you have to do is go to mybookie.com, use a promo code free money. It's an easy system to use. You put money in, and they'll give you up to half of the money you put in back as extra bonus money. So you put in 300 bucks, they'll put in 150 with it. It's a great way to get started. A lot of you folks listening have been interested in football forever. You've never gambled ever. Try mybookie.com. Use the promo code free money. Do it for me. Do it for Drew. Do it for Jay and Lyndon. Do it for yourself. Do it for humanity at mybookie.com. Promo code uh, free money. Drew, there, um, we, we, we can't announce it yet, but you know about the new thing that I'm going to be doing starting first of the year. We, we hinted at it on the radio. How excited are you for what's coming on January 1st? I am very excited. I'm going to be very vague, but it is um, something you have a very strong interest in, something I like as well. And I think a lot of people will see a lot of potential in what's to come. Jay, you know about it. Is this not going to be the kind of thing that will just pretty much revolutionize the state? Oh, yeah. When you all talk about it, 
want you to work my name in like Tom Hart does somehow. <laughs> By the way, when I said revolution has to stay, I heard a gasp and a scowl from Rachel in the other room. Let's just say she's excited, but not as excited as me about this, about what's to come. It's, she doesn't have quite the love for what is next. We can't say it yet, but she doesn't have quite the same amount of love that I do. But it's nevertheless going to revolutionize the state of Kentucky. What's next? First NFL game is Phil Stills' four-star pick. Arizona Cardinals at New England Patriots. New England hasn't failed to cover as a home underdog since 2006 when Kyler Murray was eight years old. Arizona is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. New England has not failed to cover as a home underdog since 2006. Well, I, I saw this stat, but how many times have they been a home underdog? It can't be many, but still. Yeah, probably only a handful, yeah. But still, that's amazing. Um, this is tough because – Arizona, every game is close. New England lost to Houston and looked bad. I kind of – I'm going to take New England, though. First of all, I'm going to go with the stat that you just said about their ability to cover at home, and I'm going to do this. I feel like that Bill Belichick is the kind of dude who can make Kyler Murray look bad. So, I wish I had – I wish it was three and a half. It's two and a half, but I'm still going to take New England. What about you, Drew? I'm going with New England. This is their last chance, uh, like to say, to make the playoffs. I mean, if they lose this game, they're completely out of it. So they're going to make any kind of run and get into the postseason. It has to start this week. They're two games back in the AFC East. Uh, I think the Patriots play well in cover. I don't take this wrong. I think it's the smartest thing you've said on this podcast this year, and I, I didn't think about that. I do think you're right. I think Bill, Bill Chick could make Kyler Murray look bad here. And I think it's a really weird situation because everybody says that everybody on the team loves Cam Newton. So I, it, it's a weird dynamic. I'm going to go with you guys as well and take New England. And guess who else has taken New England with his four-star pick? Phil has New England by seven. Is that right? Yeah, I can see that. Here's the thing. Ultimately, especially in the NFL, on some level, games are often a battle of wits. If it's Bill Belichick versus what Cliff Klingsbury, that's like – I mean, that's David and Goliath, and Goliath is, is – the intellect difference there is massive. So I'm taking the smarts. You can have the brain – or you can have the brawn. I'll have the brains and take Belichick and say that uh, New England wins. What's next? Next is his three-star pick, San Francisco at L.A. Rams. Uh, and Jared Goff went off in the last game. He looked good. They're six-and-a-half-point favorite over the 49ers. I don't like – Jared. the Rams are the most inconsistent team in, in football. But San Francisco, they're kind of falling apart, at least at the quarterback position. I think the Rams have a chance to take off after having just won against Tampa Bay. So, I'm going to take the Rams to cover. I would tease this one, by the way. Um, I'm going to side with uh, you and take the Rams here, too. I think they're one of the best teams in football. They had a couple – early losses that were head scratchers, one being to San Francisco. Uh, I think they're going to finish this, the year very strong and they will uh, win and cover in this one. I'm so mad about this. I took um, the Rams under eight and a half wins for the season and they're going to pass that up. Dang it. Um, See, this, let me tell you how you screwed that up though, because this is a good NFL thing in general. If you go back and look at history, and this happens all the time, a team that loses in the Super Bowl the next year, they suck. But the year after that, they get closer to where they were the year of the Super Bowl. Like, that, there's a long history of that. Like, so, like, next year, I would bet on the 49ers on their overwind total. So, just in the future, remember, the Super Bowl loser usually gets closer. They regress to the mean the year after, the year after next. I wish you would have told me that earlier. Well, we did, weren't doing the show then, and I was busy. I had to you know, I – I think this one's tough, but I'm going to take the Rams, too. Phil has the Rams plus 13. I was happy, Drew, that uh, uh, speaking of the NFL, that my debut on the Dan Levitard show was talking about Taysom Hill. I mean, because that's what I wanted my debut on the Levitard show to be, because I have such strong opinions about Taysom Hill. Yeah, I feel like we should use all the platforms to put out your Taysom Hill thoughts. Would you like a Taysom Hill segment here on the Free Money Podcast? Just the latest hey, in Taysom Hill news? 
It reminded me when the turkey hunter called me one day, he heard me that first year I did the NFL show on ESPN, and he goes, man, I've known you for 25 years, never thought you had strong opinions on Blake Bortles. And he was like, I turned on the national radio show, and you're screaming about Blake Bortles. It's kind of how I feel about Taysom Hill. I have no thoughts about him, but yet Levitard decided to use my voice talking about him. That reminds me of when we were at the Peach Jam with Tomlin and he tweeted about a UConn player. And that whole weekend, he became like UConn fans' go-to source, even though it's Tomlin who, who knew nothing about what was going on. They just caught one little tweet and he became the expert. Tomlin told me he still has like – Tomlin's got like 8,000 followers and like 200 of them are UConn fans still from back in the day at the Peach Jam. Yeah, just he, he said one little thing about a player and then he became the UConn uh, recruiting expert at that event. By the way, that's the way you build up a social media following. I'm not even kidding. Pick events that people care about, but that nobody really covers, and just, like, for a week, go all in on it. Like, pick something like – like, I'll give you an example. The Carolina Hurricanes, the hockey team, there's, like, three reporters that cover the Carolina Hurricanes. And I looked at one of them. One of them's this woman. She's got, like, 60,000 followers. Because if you like the Carolina Hurricanes, like there's nowhere to get information except from her. So that's the way to build a career for those of you trying to figure out how to do it. What's next? Those two-star pick, Miami Dolphins and New York Jets. Jets still winless. Miami's a seven-point favorite here. Kind of a head-scratcher, though, that them benching two of last week didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. We'll see what happens. But Miami's seven-point favorite. Did you pick the Rams game, Jay? You did, didn't you? Yeah, I took the Rams. Okay. Uh, Miami's a seven-point favorite. I'll take the Dolphins easy. I thought it was weird they they uh, took out Tua and put in Fitzpatrick. At the same time, it kind of worked. I mean, they were down 10. Fitz scored immediately. He drove, and if he hadn't thrown the interception, was about to score again. Um, I never understood why they took Fitz out to begin with. We've talked about that. If you look at Tua's stats, he actually hasn't been that great. It's just the defense is really good. So whether they play Tua or they play Fitz, I'm taking my hand. I wish they'd stuck with Fitz all along. I mean, he was rolling. I know Tua is the future, and he he won a couple games. But I, when they put Fitzpatrick back in, I was cool with it, and I I hope they keep rolling with him. And I I like Tua. I just think he's the better option this season. And as for the Jets, I mean, they're they're so bad. I mean, they're horrible. I, I will take anyone against the Jets. So definitely give me the Dolphins and a touchdown. At this point, if you're the Jets, wouldn't you lose on purpose? I mean, like. You'll get Trevor Lawrence. Just don't win another game. Well, last week they actually played at the Chargers to like six points. And I remember thinking, what are you all doing? You almost accidentally won. Like that win would have nothing for you. Like go get Trevor Lawrence. But I mean, I guess like if you're Joe Flacco, what incentive do you have to get Trevor Lawrence? But still, if I'm the Jets ownership, I'm like lose every game. Trevor Lawrence in New York, he'd be a, a huge star. Like you got to do that. What it you almost makes do? you wonder if the management's like, "Hey, Flacco, chill a little bit, bud. We got a plan going here." <laughs> yeah, right. You know, um, my oldest son is a, a Dolphins fan, unbelievably. So, uh, you know, I was going through all these spreads last night. I, I told my, I asked my wife a couple times, "Does this sound clever?" When I would come up with something, and she was not as clever as his computer coding class that he's doing. So. For, for uh, him, I'm going to take the Dolphins in that game. <laughs> your, your, uh, your, your son is into computer coding? He's uh, in the engineering school at UK. He's taking a computer. He's a computer science major. So he's going to be really smart, or is really smart. Much smarter than dad. Well, at least he taught you how to have that nice headset you're wearing right there. So, I mean, whatever. Oh, this is my youngest son. Yeah. Different. We're going to turn our eyes, Matt, to the Thanksgiving games. So the first one is going to be Houston at Detroit. Houston is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Okay, I get why the Cowboys are the Thanksgiving game every year, but why Detroit? Does anyone want to watch Detroit? Like, literally pick any other team. Why is it that Detroit is every year that game? Cowboys, I get it. Like, it's the Cowboys. But why not make it the Steelers or make it anyone except Detroit? And then if it's going to be Detroit, Houston – to me, Houston is the most boring franchise in the NFL. Houston, even when they make the playoffs, they always play that early game on Saturday, the first game that nobody even knows what network it's on. I, what a horrible Thanksgiving game. Like, hey, everybody, here's some turkey. Here's Houston, Detroit. I hate it. I'm going to take Detroit, although they looked terrible last week. I had Matthew Stafford on my fantasy team, and it was brutal. So, But I'll take Detroit here. 
two bad teams. I, this might even be a game I don't watch on Thanksgiving where I want to watch every game. I don't want to move. I just want to watch football. But it's like you gave – how did you give us a bad game on our holiday? I, but I'll take Houston here just because I still thought they'd be better than they've been. They were supposed to be the AFC South's main contender with the Titans, and they've just been awful. Poor Randall Cobb, but I'll take him to cover here. I'm not sure what the numbers are, but, but it, I've read before that the, the advantage that Detroit and Dallas get for hosting every year on Thanksgiving is like massive because not only is it a Thursday game with short rest, it's during the day. So like you get like three and a half days rest and like the, the advantage for the home team there is massive. And that's why they, I think their record is like 70% against the spread. Jay, what do you got? I'm going to laugh at this. I'm fired up for this game. So I told you my, my dad passed away and he's the one got me into gambling and he had a couple rules to live by gambling. And one of those rules was bet on Detroit on Thanksgiving. They always cover. They so do. we're going to go with the Big Jerry special, Detroit to cover. I've, I bet Detroit every year. One, me and one of my buddies bet Detroit every year at Thanksgiving. I love that. So this is the Big Jerry special. I'll tell you what, on, on Thanksgiving morning, uh, Jay, tweet that out, and I will retweet it. I want to get everybody – we all should do, in honor of your dad, the Big Jerry special. He's right about that. Detroit, no team in sports gets a greater advantage than Detroit playing the noon game at home on Thanksgiving. And that will do – we will, for Big Jerry, get that win uh, on, on Thursday. Who's next? Here we go. Washington at Dallas on Thanksgiving Day. Andy Dalton looked a whole lot better. The, 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 the Red Rifle is back. Dallas is a two-and-a-half-point favorite against the football team. All right. First of all, Alex Smith looked good, too. First Alex Smith win since uh, he came back from his leg falling off. Um, so now uh, he goes on the road. If this game were on Sunday, I would pick Wash. I'd pick the football team. But, again, on Thursday, the numbers are crazy for the home team on Thanksgiving. I will take the Cowboys to come. I pick the Cowboys every week. It's been a running joke because they've been horrible and didn't cover till a week ago. But this might be my play of the week because I, I really do think the Cowboys are going to play well here. They had unfortunate injuries in the beginning of the season. Uh, now they're pretty healthy again, and they've almost gotten a gift from the football gods that they come out on the other side of just a miserable start, and they're still only like a game back in their division. So I almost see this – as starting a new season to finish strong and get the playoffs with Andy the Red Rocket leading the way. Give me the Cowboys win big. I'm going to take the Cowboys as well. So hopefully they can put it together. I mean, let's remember whoever wins this game potentially is in first place in the NFC East at four and that, seven. That, that is absolutely crazy. This is for first place in the NFC East. All right, let's do two more, and I got to get ready for the pregame show. What's up? Matt, you just said this, and it's a big game this week. This game just got moved to Sunday. It was supposed to be Thanksgiving Day. Baltimore-Pittsburgh. Currently, Pittsburgh's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I love these games. They're always fun. They're always brutal. Baltimore is reeling. Pittsburgh is undefeated, which means Baltimore will either win or cover. This will be a nasty game. It'll come down to the very end. Pittsburgh's 10-0, but I don't think they're 10-0 good. I think they're like worst undefeated team ever kind of good. I think Baltimore covers this game. Pittsburgh may win, but Baltimore covers. Baltimore has to win this game. This kind of even knocks them. They've already lost that division, but this will probably knock them out of the wild card hunt too. Uh, it was close the first time around. I believe that one was in Baltimore. I like the Ravens to cover here too. The Steelers, they're, they're good, but they're not undefeated good. At some point they have to lose. Yes, I it agree. It happened by now, but uh, water will find its level and they will get a loss here because they are not one of the teams that should be having undefeated season talks. I'm 100% in agreement with you all. I'm actually going to bet this game, and I am going to bet on Baltimore for sure. All right, we'll do one more uh, for the family and for our troops and for the turkeys. What do we have? New York Giants at Cincinnati. <laughs> That's the game you chose for the troops. Well, I wrote something down that I'm going to ask you. We'll see. What I, we can do one more if you want after this. We can do this real quick. Giants are a five-and-a-half-point favorite. So we will see the debut of Brandon Allen, Joe Burrow's replacement. Drew or Matt, where did Brandon Allen play in college? 
I can't believe you chose this game for the troops. I mean, they are not home at Thanksgiving, and they are, like, having to eat, like, rationed food, and you're giving them Giants Bengals for the troops. Let's do another game. No, no, no. This one's for the troops. I like it. Uh, Brandon Allen, I believe, did he go to Oklahoma State? SEC. SEC. Oh, SEC. I don't know. Do you know, Drew? Uh, I – I just assumed it was somewhere obscure when you said SEC. Heck, I really don't know. Uh, I didn't know until this up. He played for Arkansas. Yeah, I was actually going to guess Arkansas. It would have to be a team we haven't really faced much. Yeah, I have no memory of the Brandon Allen era at Arkansas. But uh, I like the Giants. Giants are playing well. You know, you mentioned first place in the division. I think the Giants are actually the team most likely to win that division now because actually I think they're playing well and their schedule is the best. So I'm going to take the Giants to beat the Bengals and cover the five and a half. No offense to Brandon Allen, uh, he of game show fame. Uh, I have a rule. I've never actually had to use it till right now. But if I can't tell you who your starting quarterback is, I just can't. I can't support you. And even if you then tell me who your starting quarterback is, and I've still never heard of them, I can't. I can't do it. So I'm going Giants here. Same. Thing I said with the Cowboys, I think all those teams can hit the reset button and look and say, hey, we're completely in this. Our division is so bad. And I think the Giants will uh, take advantage of a burrowless Bengals and get a, a much-needed win here. I apologize. For the troops, I probably should have done the Tennessee and Indianapolis game. But I'm going to take the Giants here, and I think it's a great game to tease, tease the Giants to plus half a point. This message goes out to all of our troops that are listening here. I want you to know, as you sit down and you're with your and you're with your your regiment, and you're trying to figure out how to spend the holidays, and you're like, "Where I miss my family, I miss my friends." Just remember, we here on the Free Money Podcast will give you all the Daniel Jones you can handle as your gift for fighting for America. Thank you, troops, and thank you, Daniel Jones, and thank you, Jay and Lyndon. We appreciate your time, Drew. Uh, I will be talking to you in about 20 minutes on the pregame show. Sounds good. Go Cats. All right.